Glamdring, and that was the sword that Gandalf picked up in the Trolls' Cave. And in the Sindarin language as well, it meant foe hammer. Um, and it was known to the goblins as beater. A beater. <laughs> I, I just like to say that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Exploring Middle-Earth podcast, and today we are continuing our Hobbit chapter read-through deep dive thing. Yeah. Uh, and we're we're working on the chapter two of The Hobbit today, so mm-hmm. hopefully you guys read that from the last episode. We told you guys to read it, so hopefully you did. Yeah, and we gave you two weeks, I think. Yeah, two, two full Depending weeks. Depending on when you listen to yeah. it. Well, but, so yeah. you should have you should have read it by now. It's a pretty easy chapter, so. Yeah. I mean, we should introduce ourselves, because I noticed we didn't do that last episode. We should... We just introduced Zach, who's not here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I am Grant, the resident Tolkien expert, um, and I am the epitome of Tolkien. Yes. I am Tolkien. He is. <laughs> uh, so, Breaking news. Yeah. Tolkien's back. So, I've read all of the books plenty times over. I've watched all the movies um, plenty of times over, and I pretty much research lore on a regular basis plenty times over. just for fun yeah this is what i do for fun mm-hmm. so grant's having a ball i'm having a ball man you should see me i'm <laughs> doing the stanky leg over yeah here. <laughs> yeah he is well i'm jay and i originally was the middleman of the podcast who know more than zach but not as much as grant but now i just don't know as much as grant so. you got demo- <laughs> you got demoted i got demoted <laughs> yeah but yeah. i've read most of the books uh i've read the main ones watched the, most of the movies. I've watched them all, but I haven't stayed awake through them all. And um, I just know a good amount, but I'm no Grant or Tolkien. But so like Grant said, today we're going over chapter two titled Roast Mutton. And I'll give mm. a quick summary of that. So Bilbo wakes up to discover that the dwarves have already had their breakfast and left. Uh, and he's relieved that they're gone because he was still reluctant to go when he fell asleep. So he sits down and has breakfast, and uh, just about just as he's about to sit down for second breakfast, Gandalf arrives and tells him that the dwarves are expecting him, and he's confused because he didn't know they were, and uh, it's because the dwarves left a note on his mantle telling him when and where they want to meet him at 11 o'clock, and he only has 10 minutes left to get there. So Gandalf convinces him to go, kind of like, tells him he has to go and convinces him and uh <laughs> yeah no. yeah and then so he gets there and meets them at the green dragon and uh realizes he forgets a few things but gandalf comes later of course and brings them because that's what he does gandalf always saves the day yeah um so wait where am i in the okay so yeah they travel into the lone lone lands which is just like uninhabited uh lands in the shire as they're leaving the shire because that's their goal is to leave the Shire. Yeah. Obviously. And <laughs> so while they're camping at night, uh, one of their ponies flee, and uh, Feely and Keely, two of the dwarves, go to chase after it, and the uh, pony gets across the river, and they get stuck in the river. So then they come back, and they're trying to build a fire, and then they see a fire out in the distance. So they send Bilbo to go check what it is, and when he gets there, he finds out that uh, it's three trolls named Bert, Tom, and William, uh-huh. which I think are great names for trolls, or just any, anything. In anything, the, really. Because <laughs> the only other Tom is Tom Bombadil in oh, yeah. Middle Earth, but I don't think there's any Berts or Williams. No. There might be a William. Definitely not a Bert, though. Bert. <laughs> Bert. I love that name. Yeah. Bert. So so Bilbo decides, instead of going back to tell them, tell the dwarves that there's trolls, he's going to try to steal from them uh, to like prove himself. But he gets he gets captured, and then uh, they're trying to figure out what he is because they don't know what a hobbit is. And he gets away, but after he gets away, the dwarves come one by one to save him to figure out what's going on, and they each get captured. And then the trolls are arguing about how they're going to cook him when uh, Gandalf comes and he starts imitating the trolls and uh, using their voices to confuse them. And uh, they get confused and argue until the sun comes up and they turn to stone. So then the dwarves are set free, and they go into the troll cave to find treasure there, and they find some treasure. Grant will talk more about the treasure they find. Um, 
And then Gandalf tells him the reason he came back was that he went on ahead to scout out their uh, path, and he met two elves from Rivendell who told him that there were trolls, so he turned around just to make sure, and they found them there. And now they're just continuing to travel. And he, Gandalf saves the day like always. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that's Roast Mutton. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite chapters in The Hobbit. I yeah. like that one a lot. Oh, there was one thing I wanted to add. Oh, okay. So, when I... Oh, what were you going to say? No, I said add it. Oh, okay, I will add it. <laughs> yeah. So, if you look up the names of the trolls, when I was doing the research, instead of trying to find in the book where it says their names, I just Googled other names of three trolls. And on the official Tolkien website, it says Bert, Tom, and William, but it's Bert, comma, Tom, and William. Which, it doesn't have an Oxford comma, oh, yeah. which I think is interesting because Tolkien taught at Oxford, and I don't know if he would have, because technically it's not wrong, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's ironic. I wonder what Tolkien would have thought of that. As the great band uh, Vampire Weekend oh, yeah. says in one of their songs, <laughs> who gives a frick about an Oxford comma? Yeah. That's literally one of their songs. Yeah. I kind of do because I'd notice it, but you know what? No, yeah. It's, they're still like right, if, though. It's if not I were wrong. To, if I were to write it as well, I would do the Oxford comma. But yeah. I feel like that, that almost sounds like a dance move. Yeah. Everyone do the Oxford comma! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's it. But yeah, that that's on his official website. But it's not wrong unless Tolkien says so. No, because, I mean, he pretty much invented the term dwarves. Or, basically, yeah, because he was like, it's not dwarfs, the plural dwarf, it's dwarves. Yeah. That's what it says at the start of The Hobbit. He's pretty much a Chad. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> I don't Tolkien, know how that works. Tolkien's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you talk about your first thing, Grant? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the trolls, because obviously they're mentioned quite a bit in this chapter. Obviously, that's pretty much the whole focus of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are trolls? They're not trolls in the sense of... So they're not trolls? They're not trolls <laughs> in the sense of, like, the animated movie trolls oh that's what i was thinking <laughs> they don't look like that at all mm-hmm. um i think in uh the frozen movies um i think there's like little troll guys i've seen the first one a long time ago and i haven't oh. seen it since you know i'm not ashamed to admit that i've seen the second one like two or three times oh really yeah one time i watched it with my niece but the other two times i watched it just for fun and it was actually a good movie <laughs> Like by yourself? No, with my oh. with, with my wife <laughs> oh, okay. and her family, but it was actually a pretty good movie, so yeah. uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a fan of it. But there's like these little like stone troll guys. Mm-hmm. They don't look like that. Basically trolls are man like, except they're just imagine like a giant almost. Yeah. But they've got like tough scaly skin. Um they're kind of hunched over a little bit. Uh they have, you know, they're ugly and deformed, pretty much. Yeah. They look like ugly giant people who, yeah. with scaly skin. And a lot, a lot of snot in the movies. Yeah, you got a lot of it's snot. Kind of gross. Yeah, kind of gross. Um, little bogeys. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> one of the dwarves, or somebody gets stuck up their nose and they get. Oh yeah. Who, who is that? I don't, I don't they remember. They get covered in snot. But it was gross. I tried <laughs> blocking it out of my mind. There's just a lot of <laughs> snot in that movie. So, uh, yeah, and some of them actually have uh, two heads as well, hmm. um, and those are called uh, ettins. Ettins? Yeah, E T T I N. Did Tolkien come up with that, or is that like no? A... That is like an actual like um, like creature in like folklore mm-hmm. in mythology. And Etten is a two-headed giant or two-headed troll. And there's actually um, I think in uh, I'm looking at the map right now. Yeah. So um, in the map of I, I'm pretty sure it's in all the maps like in in the Lord of the Rings books. But there's, like, a little, like, range of, like, hills or mountains just above the Trollshaws, and it's called the Edmoor, or the Edmoors, and that's basically because of the two-headed giants that live there, or the two-headed trolls. And in uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, there's actually, on the map, there's a land called Ettensmoor, and it's because it's home to two-headed giants. So, uh, and, I mean, you know... As some of you guys know, or all of you guys, or none of you guys. This could be breaking news. This could be breaking news. Uh, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were good friends. Good buds. Yeah, good buds. They would have known that from the last episode because I read the article about him dressing up as bears. Yep, they did pranks together, yeah. Doing white face together. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so um, they were friends, and so they probably even bounced that idea off each other, like kind of the whole name and the whole idea of having two-headed giants in their stories. They were, which, just, they were just spitballing. Yeah, which there are really no two-headed giants like like within the stories of Middle-earth, but 
Tolkien does acknowledge that they exist. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, those are trolls. They're just big hunking monster people. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, some of them could speak. Uh, like, well, it was called the Common Tongue or Westron, but it, English basically mm -hmm. in Middle Earth. Um, so some of them could speak English, uh, but it's like a very like rustic English. It's not very proper. Um, they didn't really have good grammar. Um, but well, let's go back to the origins real quick. So the trolls were first created in um, the First Age by Morgoth, the first Dark Lord. And he created them, kind of like how he created... I don't know if you guys knew this, because I don't know if we've <laughs> talked about this yet either. So, I know this. Um, Mor and, and they're about to know this. And you're about to know this. So, Morgoth created the orcs as a mockery of the elves, because he he wanted so badly to control the elves, because they were kind of like the epitome of creation in the universe, mm -hmm. were the elves. And so he wanted to control the elves, but he couldn't, um, because they resisted his... Uh, his uh, what am I trying Dominion? to say? Dominion? Like control? <laughs> yeah, it's control. <laughs> yeah, just basically that. Um, so he actually kidnapped some elves and tortured them, and they be ended up becoming orcs, um, twisted forms of elves. And so actually he did make uh, trolls as a mockery of Ents. Um, so Ents are basically the good trolls. Yeah. But they're trees. But what's interesting is Ents, it kind of makes sense because trees are a living thing. But yeah. Or, or trolls are from like stone and mountains, yeah. which aren't living yeah. things. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good observation, James. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You did good. Um, so uh, at the end of the first age, during the War of Wrath, which is where pretty much all the peoples of Middle Earth kind of came to battle the Dark Lord, uh, a lot of the trolls died in that battle because, I mean, how could they withstand like the armies of gods pretty much? Yeah. And they could only so. fight at night, too. And they could only fight <laughs> at night, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of them died, and most of them went east into Middle-earth, and they ended up joining, like, throughout the Second and Third Ages, they ended up joining uh, Sauron, who became the next Dark Lord, and uh, he ended up using them as pretty much as, like, deadliest warriors, because they were the biggest and meanest, but, mm -hmm. like Jay said, they could only fight at night, and that's because in the daytime, or at least when they're exposed to sunlight, they turn to stone. They go back to what they were made from. So, I don't know why that is. I was just going to ask, because it, it's, it's not, Tolkien didn't come up with that. That's like a mythological Yeah, thing. that is like a, yeah, something you find in like fairy tales and myth. I'm going to Google it. Okay, do it, do it. So you keep rambling on, Grant. Ramble on! Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, um, later in the Third Age, Sauron, during the War of the Ring, um, he created a kind of new breed of trolls, and they were called the Olog High. So, that second word, High, is H-A-I. And that's also a word that's used in the Urukai, which are like a race of like orcs that are like superior to other orcs. So the Olaghai were basically the best of the trolls. So they were actually resistant to sunlight, meaning they could actually fight during the day. And so um, that was pretty bad for all the people fighting against Sauron because now they had to face trolls during the day. And uh, but I mean, Sauron lost in the end. So how good were those trolls really? Um, Sauron also seemed to have um, interbred uh, the trolls with some of the men from the south and Haradwaith, and because it mentions in the Battle of Pelennor Fields that there were um, there were kind of like uh, men from the south who were like half trolls who had red mouths and red eyes, so that's kind of a scary, kind of a scary imagery. Mm -hmm. That's spooky. I scared myself. Red eyes, you said? Yeah. Like. Uh... Let me think. I just finished Harry Potter. His name is Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the history of the trolls and. Um, I, f I found. Uh, okay. So the, I just I just found it on a sci-fi forum, and it says in Tolkien in the book Tolkien and Illustrated Encyclopedia, it says the spell of their creation had been cast in darkness, and if light did fall on them, it was as if the spell was broken and the armor of their skin grew inwards. Oh, okay. But Tolkien also said, um, this does, oh, in one of his letters, 153, it says, I think trolls are mere counterfeits, counterfeits, and hence, though here I am, of course, only using elements of old barbarous mismaking that I had, I had no aware metaphysics, they return to mere stone images when not in, t in the dark. So the, the okay. spell one, the spell cast in the dark one, 
seems more of like a concrete uh pun intended concrete (laughs) concrete uh reasoning but i think tolkien just didn't have a like very specific reason why it happened he just did it because that's how trolls are in myth yeah in mythology and he just kind of had to come up with a reason for it yeah 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 so that's the history of trolls pretty much and i have like I have a list of, like, different types of trolls because it wasn't just, like, one troll plus the Olog High. So was, there were uh, um, cave trolls, which you can see in uh, Moria, in the Mines of Moria, like, in the Fellowship of the Ring. Those are the trolls that, like, uh, attack the Fellowship. And um, there are hill trolls, which are the ones that lived... Um, yeah, those are the ones, right? Yeah, those are the ones that lived like in that in the troll shaws that uh, Bilbo and the dwarves encountered. Oh, so those and were hill trolls. Those were hill Bert, trolls. And yeah, um, and they uh, so those ones did speak English. I don't know about any of the other ones, but um, the hill trolls also one of the hill trolls killed uh, Aragorn's grandfather. Oh really? So, a little little thing right there. And we don't meet Aragorn in this book, but no. Um, and he... then there's also mountain trolls, and. The mountain trolls are seen uh, wielding Grand, which is the big oh, um, Grand. B- battering ram that <laughs> yeah. you see in the third movie. Um, so those are mountain trolls, probably found in mountains, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Olag High, like I mentioned. They were like the elite trolls. And then there were uh, snow trolls, but those weren't actually like... It isn't actually like... I don't know. Tolkien might have written about it in one of his letters but um snow trolls were just kind of mentioned in the appendices of the return of the king when it talks about the kings of rohan and so uh one of the kings of rohan helm hammerhand which is kind of a cool name helm hammerhand yeah he was defending um he was defending the hornberg in rohan which uh, the hornberg ends up being named after him helm's deep so he's oh, the guy. He's the namesake. Yeah. So he was defending it against uh, the men of um, Dunland, uh, who are attacking Rohan, and it was during like the winter. And he would go outside at night when they were desperate, and he would uh, stalk the enemy's camps, and he would uh, kill kill his enemies with his bare hands like a snow troll. So that's oh, wow. what it, that's what it said. He would like stalk them like a snow troll in a snowstorm. So it wasn't like. I guess it was kind of like confirming that there were snow trolls in Middle Earth, but nothing ever was said about it other than in that story. So are snow trolls made out of snow? Is that like or ice and snow? I don't or... know. Either that or they live in snowy areas. Because it know. makes sense if they're made out of ice and snow that they would melt in the sunlight. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be their cool. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll never know because Tolkien's dead. Yeah. So. And, uh, Spoiler alert, but... Yeah, and also, I forgot to mention this too, trolls, like we saw in uh, the chapter Roast Mutton, trolls also usually kept a, uh, at least hill trolls did, they usually kept like a like a hole or a cave where they kept all their treasure and stuff like that, or like their food and whatnot, spoils, because mm-hmm. they would raid villages and whatnot, so... Yeah. yeah, and that's where they'd go when the sun came out. And yeah, they would retreat there when it got bright mm-hmm. and sunny. Would, so if you... Or, never mind, that's dumb, because I was going to say, okay. would, would firelight do it? But they had a fire around them. Yeah, no. So how would firelight not do it? Because, unless the sun's more powerful, but the sun is just a big fireball. Well, I think... Um, Sorry if there's any scientists listening. <laughs> it's more than just a big fireball, but... Well, I, I'm pretty sure in uh, in Middle Earth, though, the sun is not just a fireball. Oh. And also, I'm pretty sure fire is more of an evil thing in Middle Earth, because Morgoth used oh, yeah. it like for his own purpose so mm-hmm. uh, that's probably why they weren't affected by it as much so that's just my guess yeah that makes sense though and it's an educated guess yes so <laughs> yeah so that's uh pretty much all i have on the trolls um yeah i'll yeah. do you, i'm you gonna wanna, you want to go i'm gonna do my section about the green dragon which not um, an actual dragon yeah don't don't get an image in your mind of a dragon that's green because that's coming later. I don't know if Smaug's green. That's coming I'm in a later episode. pretty sure he's red. Yeah. yeah. That's coming in a later episode. So don't um, even imagine it. But think of a inn or a pub, but like a hobbit-type one. Oh, yeah. Not like your everyday human one. So the green dragon uh, is a big... Um, or is mentioned throughout The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, and it's an inn, uh, but... The green, this chapter is the first mention of the green dragon, and it's mentioned by the dwarves, uh, 
in the letter when they uh the letter they leave for bilbo yeah um and then that's where they meet uh in the letter it says thinking it unnecessary to disturb your esteemed repose we have proceeded in advance to make requisite requisite preparations and shall await your respected person at the green dragon bywater at 11 a.m sharp trusting that you will be punctual so what we get from there is that the green dragon's in bywater so if you don't know what bywater is uh it's a village in the shire near hobbiton yeah um which is interesting because I, for some reason, I always thought that the Green Dragon was in Hobbiton, but it's the next town over. Yeah, it's like a, well, there's like a little river that mm-hmm. goes between Hobbiton and Bywater. Mm-hmm. So it's like across the river, pretty much. Yeah, and it's located on the Bywater Road, and it's the closest building in Bywater to the Shire. So uh, hobbits from both the Shire and Bywater meet there frequently. So apparently there's not a really nice pub or inn in Hobbiton because they all go to the Bywater too. Yeah. But it's not that far. Probably like five minute walk. Yeah, I mean, Bilbo pretty much ran to it Mm -hmm. really quickly and got there at 11, so. Which in the movies, uh, he doesn't go to the inn. He just meets them on the road in the forest. Yeah. Which is, uh, I wonder why they did that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll call Peter after this. Yeah, Peter you, Jackson. You and him are good friends. No, I'm oh. just gonna call. Him. <laughs> okay, but so uh, the precise date of when the inn was built or founded um, isn't known, but it was already a popular location uh, in Third Age twenty nine forty one, which is when the Hobbits takes place or the Hobbit takes place. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the Hobbits or Bilbo goes to meet the dwarves to take off for their uh adventure but there's other mentions of it in uh the later books uh in the third age 3018 um samwise gamgee i think this this is in the first lord of the rings book fellowship of the ring yeah he's um there at the green dragon and he's talking about um his cousin who told him he saw a tree walking in the north farthing um, which is obviously an ent. Obviously, yep. Yes, but um, that's one. That's one scene that takes place, and then uh, Frodo Baggins, who is uh, related to Bilbo, you would know that. Yeah, everybody knows. You know that. Frodo. I mean, same last name. Yeah, but uh, he regularly visited uh, the Green Dragon with his friends Sam Gamgee, uh, Merrydock Brandybuck, and Peregrine Took, which are the other hobbits in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, but it was just a popular inn that they frequented, frequented, fre- frequented. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a popular inn, and, uh, it was, you could say it was poppin'. It was poppin' in. It was poppin'. It was a poppin'. Yeah, popular inn, poppin'. Yeah, poppin', yeah. But, um, you know what's interesting about this, Grant? What? You can go to this in real life. In New Zealand? Yeah. That's crazy. There's also a lot, I just googled Green Dragon Inn, and there's a lot of Green Dragon like coffee shops and pubs around America. I can imagine. But the real one, the real deal is in New Zealand uh, if you go to Hobbiton, which is interesting because it's not in Hobbiton, but it is oh. in New Zealand's mm-hmm. Hobbiton, which is a place I want to go. Yeah, me too. I want to yeah. I want to go to Green Dragon. They have their own beer that they brew there, special beer. That's pretty cool. Only at the Green Dragon. Only. And there's a song about it, The that pep, or Pepper, pep, Pippin, Pippin yeah. and Mary sing. I forgot how it goes. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember. It's a drinking song they sing there. Yeah. Wait, they drink there? Yeah. Well, this is not appropriate. Yeah. Sorry. There was a lot more drinking going on in Lord of the Rings <laughs> compared to The Hobbit. You got that right. Yeah. But let's take an ad break and then move on to Grant's second section. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Welcome back again after that short little... Instagram social media thing. Yeah. For us. For all of us. Yeah. For all of, for, <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. So uh, uh, now I'm going to 
switch topics and we're going to talk about the swords that um, the dwarves and Gandalf and Bilbo find in the Trolls Cave. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I was going to go on to something, but I, I completely blanked on what I was doing. Oh, okay. The swords. Right. Okay, so... <laughs> So they they uh, Bilbo finds a key on one of the trolls when he's burglaring burg- burgling when he's patting him down when he's patting him down give him the old pat down yeah um, give him the old TSA special when and, he's when he's fondling their pockets yeah and so he finds a key um, and he keeps it because he's like well this might be useful later and he was totally right like he has incredible insight mm-hmm. um, and it was also foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he took the key, and then later on, um, Gandalf mentions the fact that uh, trolls usually have a cave nearby where they go to hide from the sun, and uh, so they end up finding it. They like they kind of track where they went through the forest. The trolls did, and they find the cave, and they're like, "Oh, we can't open it. We don't have the key." And then Bilbo being the guy he is he's like oh will this work <laughs> and he pulls out a key and he's like yeah obviously that would work why didn't you tell us that yeah so that was pretty much how it went that's just like how Gandalf got the key in the map yeah and then they do the whole thing he goes I have this key if you want it <laughs> how are we gonna get in they spend a ton of time figuring out how to get in he goes well look there's a pastry here I got the key for it I got a key for it yeah <laughs> oh um so they end up uh they go into the troll's cave and they find a lot of like bones and like old like armor and clothes and stuff like that basically from people that the trolls killed and then they also find just just random things in there but then they also find a uh, treasure oh and among the treasure were a few swords and they were obviously as gandalf could tell because gandalf is pretty much a lore master smart uh, guy. he's a smart guy he could tell that they were elvish swords um so they were definitely very special swords so uh, Gandalf grabs a sword. Uh, Thorin Oakenshield grabs a sword because obviously he's the most important dwarf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets a sword all for himself, and uh, everybody else has to share one sword. And everyone else <laughs> has to share one. And then Bilbo finds this little. Uh, well, I guess it's not really little. It's basically a big elvish dagger. To an elf, it would be like it would be like a dagger, mm-hmm. but to him, it was like really big, um, since he's like four foot. Yeah. And uh, so on a good day, on a good day, uh, after he stretched in the morning, mm-hmm. um, so it was pretty much like a short sword for him, um, which uh, proved useful, mm-hmm. not just in the Hobbit, but in, in Lord the of the Rings. Rest of them, That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. But I won't say anything else about that. Me neither. Um, okay, good. Yeah, we'll save it for another day. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll talk first about Thorin's sword. Um, so he got a sword. Uh, later on, they go to Rivendell in the next chapter. Um, so this is when Elrond kind of explains about the swords, but I'm not going to talk about that because that's in the chapter. Instead, I'm just going to talk about what I know of the swords and what I've researched. Um, but you'll you'll just read about what that Elrond missed. What Elrond this missed. Sp- their special. This yeah. is our special segment. What Elrond missed. What Elrond failed to mention. <laughs> what Elrond is scared to tell us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he mentioned most of this, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll just I'll explain it a little bit more. I'll explain it. Um, to, to in simpler terms. Yeah, layman's I guess. terms. Yeah, layman's terms. terms. So, Orchrist is the name of Thorin's sword, and Orchrist in the Sindarin language meant uh, goblin cleaver. That's a cool name. So, um, yeah, it is pretty cool. And um, it was known by the goblins as biter. Uh, <laughs> and so it was a sword that was forged in the kingdom of Gondolin in the First Age. So Gondolin was like a hidden kingdom. Of uh, Noldor elves, Sindar, other elves like that, and uh, that was pretty much the one kingdom that Morgoth, the Dark Lord, desired to like defeat because they were pretty powerful against his armies. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, with the name, the sword name of Goblin Cleaver, obviously the orcs hated it because it killed a lot of their people. Um, so, it was it was the mate of the sword Glamdring, which is Gandalf's sword. Uh, mate as in, like, they were forged together oh. <laughs> from, like, the same, like, steel or I something like two, that. I two parent swords yeah. had a baby sword. Yeah, so Orchrist and Glamdring sitting in a tree. <laughs> K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. First comes love, 
then comes, comes marriage, marriage, then comes, comes a little sword, sword and, and a sword, sword carriage. And a sheath. <laughs> and a sheath. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make or sense. Or a scabbard. Yeah, something that, like that. That's not all. Remember? That's oh, that's not all. That's not at all. Now the swords. Swords drinking alcohol. Yeah, I guess. That's what I remember. Maybe like to clean it. Yeah, to clean it. Yeah. The sword is being rubbed with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it was, uh, it was a sword that was likely used by the king of Gondolin. His name was uh, Turgon, um, who was also at one point the high king of all the Noldor. Mm. So he's pretty pretty big deal. High king. And hey. uh, so it was... <laughs> yeah. High king. High hey. king. Hey. hey, man. So it was likely either... Like, it wasn't used by him, it wasn't his main sword, but it was either in his armory and he used it every so often, or it was used by one of his nobles or warriors or captains or whatever. He'd just break um, out the old sword sometime. Yeah, so uh, some of the captains that I think probably used it were Ecthelion, um, who was the bane of Gothmog. Gothmog is the uh, pretty much like the general of Morgoth's army. Um, he was a Balrog, and he was the, how do, how do I explain it? Pretty much the biggest and baddest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> the biggest and baddest. Yeah, so imagine the Balrog in the Fellowship of the Ring, and he was probably, like, twice that size. and Twice that bad. Twice that bad. <laughs> he was and, a baddie. And even even better looking. Bad thing. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. I, I know him. Oh, I'm okay. not gonna say him though. Okay. Uh, so he was, yeah, he was he was a big deal also, mm-hmm. and Ecthelion killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could have been the sword used to kill the the greatest of all Balrogs, which would be pretty cool. That's insane. Um, or I think it could have also been used by Glorfindel, and Glorfindel is an elf um, of Gondolin as well, and he also killed uh, a Balrog in the battle. The fall of Gondolin. Spoiler alert: Gondolin falls. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of Belrog being slain. Yeah. So uh, obviously these elves are very skilled in combat if they could kill Balrog. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So Glorfindel, I think, is my top candidate. But when he died, he fell down like a mountain cliff, and so I don't know how anyone would find like they'd have to go all the way down this cliff. Glorfindel, more like Glorfindel. Dang, that's yeah. pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, but Glorfindel was actually one of the elves that we know of to have been reincarnated as himself again. Oh, so, so he, he was he brought, brought the sword back. So I don't know if he had it with him when he went to the West and the yeah. Undying Lands, but um, yeah. So because well, the sword ended up in the troll's cave, so I don't think yeah. he had it when he came back. But well, maybe he brought it, but it's they had to like he had to check it at the door. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "I'm sorry, you can't bring that here." Oh, come on, come on. This is cool. No, you can't bring it in. No, sorry, we're just gonna throw it somewhere random. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it was. I feel like it would have been his, which would have been interesting because Glorfindel, when he was reincarnated, he joined Elrond and Rivendell mm-hmm. to be kind of like one of his main. Uh, Accomplices, I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's his accomplice, but um, so Glorfindel was in Rivendell, and he was likely in Rivendell when the dwarves and Bilbo arrived. And so when Elrond was going over the swords, Glorfindel was probably right there next to him. That's mine. And so I wonder, like, I wonder if like maybe Tolkien never thought of it, or like obviously he never really put a sword to a person, like he mm-hmm. never gave it an owner. But I think it would have been kind of funny if like in, like, the movies or in the books if he added that. And Glorfindel's like, wait, that's my sword! <laughs> yeah. And then he takes it. Wait, so <laughs> you, you said that it f- he fell off a mountain when he died? Yeah. Or fell down a mountain, not yeah. off. Yeah. Um, and then you don't know how they would have gotten the sword from there? Yeah, I mean, like, you'd have to climb down the mountain and, like, look through all the yeah. rocks and stuff. But, but a mountain or a mountain troll could have gotten it, and then they could take it from... And then that's how they the trolls could have gotten it. That's from. true. Yeah. That could be possible, yeah. But um, this sword, Orcrist, it was it could also glow blue. That was kind of like a unique ability of the swords of Gondolin. Like I guess they had, uh, like a way to do that to their swords when they forged it. Is they could make them glow blue. It was when, a modded sword. Yeah, it was a modded <laughs> sword. Um, it had enchantments on it. Yeah. Uh, so 
it glows blue when orcs or other enemies are nearby, which is very helpful, especially when you live in a hidden kingdom and you're um, trying to keep yourself safe. Yeah, so unless you're like are, trying to hide in the dark and orcs are looking. And it starts glowing blue. It's pretty much like a hot, cold, cold. You're hotter. You're hotter. <laughs> trying to put it it's out. It's just like getting. You're like getting <laughs> under your shirt. Yeah. Stop! 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 <laughs> So that one glows blue, as does Glamdring and Sting. Um, mm-hmm. So now I'm going to talk about Glamdring, mm. which is kind of a cool sword name. Kind of. Well, kind of really cool. Kind of <laughs> kind of epic, yeah. in a way. Kind of the best. <laughs> kind of legendary. Yeah. Kind of goaded. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to goaded. I don't like when people say goaded. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. this kid at my youth group, <laughs> and he was talking about a, a nerf, like one of those nerf axes, you know? Uh-huh. And he was like, this is the most goaded axe I ever had. And I was like, what? <laughs> How do nerf axes? axes work like in a nerf hell you just hit people with them i guess so i've never i've never <laughs> used them i always wanted one when i was a kid but i've kind of outgrown that so yeah. i don't know but you haven't outgrown lord of the rings okay <laughs> too far man too far so the next sword we've got is glamdring and that was the sword that gandalf picked up in the troll's cave and in the sindarin language as well it meant foe hammer um and it was known to the goblins as beater a beater. <laughs> I, I was just waiting to say that. Um, oh shoot! I lost is, that, is that what they say when they? It's see, beater. When they see the sword. Oh no! It's beater. A beater. Um, so that was also well known among amongst the uh, orcs and goblins. Well, they're the same thing, orcs and goblins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. You do know, mm-hmm. um, because obviously they remember the name sixty five hundred years later. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Um, it was also Forging Gondolin, and that was the personal sword of Turgon, the king. So, Gandalf got this goaded sword. <laughs> goated. It was the most goaded sword he ever had. Goated sword. It also glowed blue. Um, yeah. So, Turgon uh, had this sword um, during the fall of Gondolin, but he died in his tower, like in the king's tower. Mm-hmm. And the tower fell with him in it. So a lot of falling going yeah. on with these swords. Well, it was the fall of Gondolin. Yeah. So everything was falling. Everything was falling. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like maybe like all the orcs just kind of went through like all the ruins and stuff, or like especially like in the mountains in the mm-hmm. city and stuff like that, and they just were like collecting these things. I don't know why they would though, but like yeah, oh, maybe cool. maybe to use for that because it's glowing. Yeah, because they're glowing blue and they're like, ooh, like, we gotta figure this out. It's cool. Maybe they're gonna take it back to their scientists to figure it out. Yeah, ours are gonna, gonna go red. Yeah, ours <laughs> gonna go red when we get, when elves get nearby. A little bit of R and D. So I don't know. Someone must have picked it up and it got passed along. Uh, I think the way Elrond explains it is that it must have like fallen into hands of people who plundered the city after the fall. And then they got plundered, and then those people got plundered, and it just kept going back and forth until it eventually ended up in the Trolls' Cave. Like, the Trolls might have killed some bandits who had them, Mm -hmm. and then now it's in the Trolls' Cave. So that's a lot of back and forth, though, over 6,500 years. Mm -hmm. So, I I don't know. There's a lot of gray area in that whole story, but that's where they ended up, so we're not... We're not complaining. Yeah. Because they got some goaded swords on that one. <laughs> goaded doesn't even make grammatical sense because it's greatest no. of all time id. Greatest of all timed. <laughs> greatest of all timed. Yeah. It's goaded. It's the greatest thing that's ever been timed is what yeah. goaded oh, means. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> greatest of all timed. Yep. Um, and then the next little sword or the dagger, elvish dagger, is Sting. So that wasn't actually a name that was given to it by the elves. That was a name given it to it by Bilbo when he used it against the spiders in Mirkwood. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of like it stung them. Mm-hmm. You know, like a wasp or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Sting also glowed blue. So it was obviously made in Gondolin as well. So it's kind of crazy how those three swords all stayed together mm-hmm. 6,500 years later. Like a little family. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad they, they were mates, though. Yeah. I'm so glad, they had, yeah. glad they were able to stay together. They didn't get separated yeah. throughout the process. That's of good. The whole everything. The whole, you know, yeah. Adoption no, yeah. and fostering and all that. Um, but it was noted that uh, it was noted that they were goaded <laughs> it was noted it should be noted that these swords were goaded um it, it was noted that um sting was sharper than like an average sword in middle earth like a like a steel sword um because it was able to cut through uh like the the webs of shelob mm-hmm. in the lord of the rings even when sam's little sword couldn't mm-hmm. um 
and it was able to pierce through uh, Shelob as well, uh, who apparently had a very thick skin that no other sword could pierce through. So Sting was definitely very sharp. Um, yeah. Yeah. So sharp sword. That's is sharp swords. Goaded. Goaded swords. Um, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. You know what we do. <laughs> so that's yeah. all I have on the swords, at least. So. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for this chapter. And yeah, that's crazy. But we have <laughs> we we have a big piece of news: Middle Earth current events. Oh uh, yeah. Not current events in Middle Earth, but current events on our Earth pertaining to Middle Earth. Um, as you may mostly know, there's an Amazon series coming out for the Lord of the Rings, and we just got the title of it yep. and a short trailer dropped. So do you want to say the title? Or do you want to say it on on, on three? Four. On four? Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four. The, the Rings, Rings of Power. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it'll be called The Rings of Power, and so now, at last, we kind of know uh, what it's going to be particularly focused on so we knew it was going to take place in the second age of middle earth mm-hmm. um and we knew it was probably going to have something to do with sauron and uh elrond and galadriel because those people are galadriel and lord and the middle earth and middle earth yes um so but now we finally have the rings of power so we know it's going to probably be about the forging of the rings and mm-hmm. uh how sauron gave the rings out to the dwarves the elves or not the elves they had those for themselves but mm-hmm. the dwarves and the men and we will probably see the the ring wraiths before they were ring wraiths, which would be pretty cool. Um, and we'll probably see the character Celebrimbor, who Ooh. helped Sauron forge the rings. Good guy. And um, I was gonna say something else. There's a uh, there's like a, a like a, a teaser trailer for like the title. Yeah. So like if you search it up on YouTube, like. The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, like title reveal or something like that. You'll see a video on it. Um, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it doesn't show any like actual footage of the show, but it shows the title, The Rings of Power, being forged. Yeah, it's like there's like uh, like molten steel that's like being poured into like mm-hmm. these little grooves. And it, mm-hmm. like, it, it ends up like showing above it and it says the rings of power yeah at first i thought it was sand dunes when it's like a super close view oh yeah i had yeah. no clue what it was i thought yeah. i was like i don't remember sand dunes being in and in the um there's some pretty cool music oh i've got another thing to share do it so do share um howard shore the guy who did the music for the hobbit and the lord of the rings mm-hmm. movies he is confirmed to have made the music for the background of the title review and he's gonna uh he's gonna be the person who makes the music for the show as well. That's cool. I so, was gonna. I was gonna say when I listened to when I watched it the first time, I thought it was very Lord of the Rings Middle yeah. Earth esque music. So that that'll be good. So yeah, because he's also goaded. He's also goaded. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what was what else was I gonna say? Oh, and also uh, the the actress who plays Galadriel in this new series, she's the one who voices over that whole title reveal. The does the ring verse. And does the ring verse the yeah. one ring to rule them all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty cool. She also pronounces Mordor. It might seem weird to most people. She says, like, uh, Mordor. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say fast. Mordor. Mordor. She rolls the R's. But she rolls the R, and that's how you're supposed to say R's in uh, in uh, Sindar, mm-hmm. Elvish language. So Mordor is a Sindarin word, so you have to roll the R's. So they spot on for that, I guess. Yeah. I'll give them points for that. I'm keeping points. <laughs> yeah, Grant's keeping track. So yeah. So uh, by the end of the first season, we'll see who who they're playing against, who they competing against. Sh- I should say. Um, Amazon's the Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. <laughs> yeah. Which I is, haven't read that or watched no, that. So I, my cousins, I'm pretty sure read that series, and so mm. I like I've seen the books at their house before. Oh, you've seen the books? I've seen the books. I've, I've seen never the books read and read the yeah. show. <laughs> that's all I. That's all I know is I've seen the covers of the books, and I'm like, eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so big books though. Yeah, that's another Amazon fantasy series. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I would give it a try. It seems kind of interesting. But that's not what we're here to talk about. But that's not we're what we're here, here to talk about, about. Lord of the Rings and yeah. Middle Earth. So, on the um, I mean, I know the answer to this, but on the the title reveal, um, it looked like it was all CGI. What 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 can you say about that? I think it probably was CGI. Um, at least for the super close shots. Unless they had a thing carved out, and then they this molten would be CGI. Yeah. But maybe they did super close CGI shots. I don't know yeah. enough about 
the whole because they'd have to like track it and everything. Yeah. So that's another pretty cool thing is IGN did a, a YouTube video behind the scenes of that whole video, and it's actually none of it is CGI. Really? Yeah. The whole thing is filmed like. So that's real, real molten. So that's real molten metal that they're pouring into these like grooves that spell out the rings of power, mm-hmm. and then they replace it with like actual like metal. Uh, like letters and stuff like that but they put it in and they splash water over it they put steam on it they have all the lighting and stuff and that's like actual wood that oh, they're cool. pouring it into so I was right about the wood yeah I, uh, the only the thing the reason I said I don't think I didn't think the molten was real is because I don't know how they would get the camera that close to it without like it warping the lens with yeah. how hot it is unless yeah. they had it like far away and were zoomed I don't know that could be I don't know but yeah so that was actually all real wow. effects wow yeah. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. So that, that changes my whole day. Yeah. <laughs> just today. Just today. It's almost over. And it's almost over. Day so. changed. Day forever. changed. <laughs> my day's been changed forever. Not tomorrow, but today, forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. that's what we got for Middle Earth current events. Yeah, and it comes and out not current events in, in Middle, Earth, Middle Earth, but Middle Earth or current, current events, events in our world pertaining about, to yeah. Middle Earth. Um, it comes out in September, I think, of this year. September 2nd of this year, yeah. Yeah. So, so in the fall. Yeah. So if you listen to this after September 2nd, how is it? Tell us how it is. So, But don't do any spoilers because we us haven't a, watched it yet. Give us a quick second and just monologue right now. Yeah. Wait, give us a second. We got to give them a second. I am giving them a second. Oh. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Don't spoil any more, though. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I did like that. I do think I'm going to watch it now after what they said. Yeah, well, they can they convinced me. Yeah, to watch it. I wasn't you, you gonna, watch gonna, it. No. You gonna watch it. You weren't gonna watch it. No. Wow. I'm a strict strictly no TV show guy. Yeah. Well, Grant's actually grounded. That's why he couldn't watch yeah, it. He's <laughs> grounded from the TV. Yeah. For a whole year. He didn't want to admit it. Yeah. So, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, but uh, Grant and I each came up with one trivia question because if you listen to our episodes of from last year. I did trivia questions for Grant and for Zach, who isn't here. <laughs> um, sorry, miss you, Zach. Um, he's not dead, don't worry. Or is he? <laughs> we don't know. Depends on when you're listening to We've this. We've lost all contact with him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so now Grant and I are each going to ask each other one question. And I, I texted Grant, I told him to come up with more than one, so we don't have the same one, but I only came up with one. <laughs> I only I, came oh, up with one as well. we don't have the same one. Who, do you want to go first? Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Okay. On shoot? Yeah. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dang. Dang. Okay, we both did scissors. Let me pull the paper. Then I got scissors. Grant got paper. Dang. Okay, let me pull. I thought I had you. Let me pull this up. Okay. This one is pretty easy. Pretty. I didn't want to make too easy and too hard, but. Okay, so what were the three items that Gandalf brought for Bilbo that he had forgotten? Oh, okay. Uh, Handkerchief. Yep. Pipe and tobacco. Yes. A. Wow. Those are things I carry around all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. we, can't, we can't really do competition. The only competition is either you get it right and I get it wrong, or I get it right you get it wrong. <laughs> or we both get it right, or yeah. we both get it wrong. Well, we can't both get it wrong because you got yours right. So the only outcome... Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Okay. The only outcome is that either I win or, or tie or lose. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Is like I was just listing all possible outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> or we both die before it even happens. Yeah. Yeah. Or we no both never, we never meet. And then we can never do it. Well, this is getting too meta. Yeah. Um, okay, so my trivia question is, what are the two names of Orchrist and Glamdring as known by the goblins? Oh, I was like, the, you just said and, them. And say it like, uh, say like Orchrist and what is its name? Okay, I remember yeah. Orchrist is Beater, right? No. Oh, no, 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 Orchrist, sorry, Gandalf's Glamdring's is Beater. Yeah. And Orchrist is, um... Oh, I can't remember. It's another word like, yeah. Hit it, slash. It's not slash. It's the. Is it slash the guitarist? <laughs> no. Um. So Glamdring is beater. Orchrist is. Uh. I don't know. It starts with a B. Blunder. Blunderer. No. Oh. Blammer. <laughs> blammer, blammer, <laughs> beater uh, and blammer, beater and it, it's another yeah, it's like another er word, beater, blunder. It's ba- like it's like beater, but now you just got to pick like a different vowel in the middle. Beater, batter, 
a e better i bitter <laughs> oh bowder you were so close bowder bitter yeah. biter yeah. biter <laughs> there you go <laughs> biter i was thinking more of like a swing like yeah. beater blunder it's called beater cuz it's the faux hammer it's like a yeah. hammer yeah um beater. i don't know why it was called biter though for orcrest it hurts yeah. Although like in the Hobbit that. movies, they show Orcrist as like a kind of like a curved sword, and mm-hmm. then the handle is a dragon's tooth. So maybe that's why they called it Biter. Mm. But at least for the movies, there's another thing in the movies that I thought was interesting. They did that they didn't do in the or that wasn't in the books as much. Is Thorin is like super against elves. Yeah. And throughout the movie, like even when they get the swords, he wants to get rid of them. When Gandalf says they're elvish made, and then yeah. Gandalf's like, "You should keep it because they're really nice." And he's like, "Okay, I changed my mind." And, yeah, which in the books, uh, Gandalf doesn't, or Thorin isn't upset when Gandalf is like, hey, these are made by elves. Yeah. But in the movies, Thorin is like, ugh. Ugh. Not my thing. Gross. This is gross. You know what this is? This has been an episode of Exploring Middle Earth, the Goaded Podcast. (laughs) The The Goaded Middle Earth Podcast. This has been an episode of... Goaded Middle Earth. This has been a goaded episode of Goaded Middle Earth. This has been a goaded episode of Goaded Middle Goaded Earth. Yeah. So have a goaded day. Or goaded night. Have a... Yeah. Just have a goaded. Just have a goat. <laughs> Just have a goat. Have a goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Next... Okay, we have to say next chapter... Or next episode we'll be covering chapter 3 and 4. Yeah. So they're, read 3 and they're, 4. They're two shorter chapters, so... Uh, chapters three and four. Yep. Just because they're short doesn't mean they're not goaded, though. No, they are go- They're definitely goaded. <laughs> they're they're one of the most goaded chapters. Yeah. They're the goadedest goaded chapters. Yeah. They are the goat. Yeah. Chapters. They're the goat of the goats. Yeah. Yeah. So read chapter three and four. You have two weeks. You have two weeks. Your time starts now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Exploring Middle Earth. We had a great time making it, and we hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you did enjoy the podcast and want to support us, there's two ways you can do that. One way is to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. This helps us a lot because it builds up our reputation. You can also share this episode or the podcast with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth, where we will post updates and behind-the-scenes pictures. The link to that will be in the show notes. Each episode will go up every other Monday, so episode 15 will be up on February 14th, and we will cover chapters 3 and 4 of The Hobbit, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.